Pie in the Sky Media. This series contains adult language and descriptions of graphic violence throughout. Listener discretion is advised. We are recording. All right. Three, two, one. Hello, and welcome back to another bonus episode of Criminal Mischief with Carolyn and Brandon. I'm the Brandon of that duo alongside, mm-hmm. or not really alongside. Yes. With the great Carolyn Osorio, who we are lucky enough to have joining us again this week. Carolyn, mm-hmm. thank you. Mm-hmm. Welcome. Great yes. to see you. How was your week? It was great. Busy. Busy, busy, busy. I hear you have um, an atmospheric river about to sweep through the great Pacific Northwest. Are you ready to get rained on? Uh, We are ready as always. And you know what? The rain doesn't stop me, baby. I mean, more than normal. Like you guys are going to get walloped with these storms. Yeah, no, I know. And we have a a leak in our roof. And Ah. so, yeah, so I've been dealing with that. But I feel like we're, you know, it was kind of like. 90 minutes. Yeah. 90 minutes. What do you mean 90 minutes? I would have it fixed in 90 minutes. I haven't even seen it yet, but I could diagnose it and have it fixed in 90 minutes. It's the kind of guy you know I know around the house. like wonky where it's like the original log cabin was like from, you know, 1930, mm-hmm. I think, because this is the lake that we live on is like a, you know, it was like a summer lake for yeah, people, yeah, sure. right? And there's like all these crazy additions and it, so it just looks like the pitch is all, and you know, anytime that people come and look at our stuff and they're like, Bye. <laughs> wow. Yeah, have fun. Have yeah, fun with that. I can imagine. Yeah. Wow, yeah, because mm-hmm. all of those little weird addition places mm-hmm. where, where roof lines meet and stuff, that's ripe for leaks. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, anyway, so we're battening down the hatches Good. and a little rain is, uh, as long as our power, see, the big thing for me is if the power goes out. Yeah. That's when life really begins to suck because you live like a pioneer and, you know, everybody runs to Starbucks. Do you you have any like generator power or anything? You know, we have, you know, it's kind of like we've always talked about it, but there's always something else that comes up that we just, and then, and then it's kind of like, okay, well, anyway, I don't want to get into the whole thing. Our house is not your traditional house where you can just have it somewhere tucked away. Like it would be. So, what? Let me guess. You have a generator? No, I don't. I want to get one, though. I totally want to get one. No, I know. Yeah. So it's like a heat pump. Like, I've talked to my husband. I'm like, let's just do it. Right. And and then there's always some other thing that we want to do. Like, no, let's just go on vacation. Sure. Let's, no, let's, of course. My Years ago, my grandparents on my dad's side, they live up in New Hampshire. And my grandfather, um, when they built this new house, uh, he like thought of everything and had backup power and had generators and had everything. So you, you, you like, you flip a switch if the power was out 30 years, never used it. The thing just sat there gathering dust. Okay. And mm-hmm. was by the time he died, it was, it was a dinosaur of a machine, right? It had been there are 30 different iterations of a better version of this. Okay. And so it was just sitting there. And so my grandmother just parted it out and sold it right? Sold all the different components of it and said, we've never used it. We're never going to need it. That winter, that winter, 
thing. Uh-huh. They had a series of blizzards. Power was out for like six fucking weeks. It was down to like seven degrees. And there's this little old lady, right? And, and so my dad had to go up there and had to get her into a hotel and had to do all of this kind of stuff. And he's like, what about the generator, Ma? She goes, uh, I may have been a little rash with that decision by like getting rid oh of Oh my gosh. My grandpa's like rattling chains <laughs> exactly. like that one. Why did you get rid of my generator? Um, oh, I, 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 30 years I've been waiting for this moment. Right, but yeah. now with I like, mean, with Tesla and getting the power wall and all of that, like if we get, if we get the, the panels on the roof, the solar panels on the roof, um, cause like all of our neighbors have them, right. We're, I'm like trying to keep up with the Joneses here in my neighborhood because they all walk by going, had a negative power bill again this month, asshole. <laughs> I'm, putting, gosh, I'm feeding the grid. I'm like, okay. Drive me insane. Right? That would drive me insane. It drives yes. me nuts, but they're 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 right. They do. They 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 actually add power to the grid and they get credits mm-hmm. on their electric bill. So, mm-hmm. um, gosh, do that. That's and- so funny because that is like so not the way Seattleites work, where mm-hmm. everybody would just be like silently judging you. <laughs> you know, you've probably heard of the Seattle freeze. <laughs> you know, they'd have their little stickers on or something, or like they'd have a certain keychain that everybody, everybody but us would have, you know, and we'd be the type of person that we're like, we don't fucking want the keychain. Okay. Yeah. We, of course you, you know? you'd show that keychain up your ass. Right. Come on. But, of course. Of course. But so, uh, you know, we have one car that's a hybrid. So we're, uh, we might, I don't know. I don't know. We might do it. These are really first world problems. I like are, dealing living in Los Angeles. In California, there are so many incentives to get, like it basically, they're not lying when they say it'll cost you nothing to do it. Um, it's just, do you want to pull the trigger on it? And do you really trust that, the, you know, but there are enough of my neighbors that have done it successfully. And they're like, yeah, no, it's, it's great. No, I, I actually love any kind of environmental, like yeah. if we could do it on our house, I would do it in a second. I mean, right. I love that. And, and then you're not dependent on, you know, if, if, power goes out like you're good yeah and our house is perfect for it we've got this huge just sloping roof on both sides it's like a ranch style house east facing we get the morning sun all day and then we just get beat up by the late afternoon sun and and it's but anyway okay so i purposely didn't google this case all week because i wanted to be surprised because i knew nothing about it and I would have lost every bet that I made on the, on, on what actually happened with this. I would have lost every bet. Well, you tell me what you thought was going to happen. I thought what did you that Victor, a little brain I thought that Victor the vampire was just a persona that he kind of created to to look cool in front of his girlfriend. That there wasn't a real Victor, and that Plan B um, was just pie in the sky. Okay, that there was no way that they were going to have the balls, that this kid was not going to do it. Right. And that she was going to fall back into the kind of controlling mother kind of syndrome and not be able to go through with it. Right. Even if he kind of manned up and's like, yeah, I'm coming over, I'm going to kill her. She, she, she would have ripcorded and said, nope, 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 nope. Let's go to plan C or come up with a whole nother plan with different letters that aren't as confusing. Okay. So that's what. <laughs> That's what I thought was going to happen up until the point, honestly, up until the point in the narration where you're saying, and was stabbing her while straddling her back. I still didn't think it was going to happen until then. It was really weird. It was really, really strange because I mean, it's, 
and, and I'm I, I, this is just a, a, a crazy just opinion, I guess maybe or belief is that murder is such a grown up adult thing, right? It's like a grown up decision to make. It is. It requires a certain amount of physical strength. It requires a certain amount of of planning, unless, of course, it's crime of passion and and, and whatever. Okay, yes, um, but like with again, not to belabor the point here with Tommy Sullivan, but he was a fourteen year old kid and he planned it meticulously because he might not have been an, uh, strong enough because he was only fourteen, right? Um, uh, for everybody who doesn't know, but you should know, Brandon's referring to the Devil Within. He's got a new season coming out, season three, but that is the very first season. Correct. Was with correct Tommy Sullivan in um, season one. And all of this is to say that these two people go to John and Gypsy Rose, regardless of how old they actually were, they they seemed like kids to me, right? Yeah. They seemed like yeah. kids, especially even worse. They seemed like kids playing dress up. You know, yeah. like with go to John's list of like rules in the house, they were so sophomoric, like no clothes, obviously, unless it's sexy. Right. <laughs> but, but, but you know what? It became adult very quickly. Like I could only read the first three, mm. like the other ones as they went down the line, I could not. Oh, really? Read. I read them, but they were very, very adult. Like, like Red Room, like uh, what's those, those series of books? Um <clears throat> no, very sexual. Right, no, right. Very, with, with you know, very, what, what are those books with Christian Steele? What Anastasia? And, are, these, are these romance books? Yeah, Why yeah, do you yeah, think they were, they were just huge. It was I have no idea. Phenomenon. I, it became movie. Fifty Shades of Grey. Fifty Shades oh, of Grey. You know what? Okay, I've never seen the movie. I've never read the book. Okay, so so, so they were very like it was BDSM. He had all of these rules. He had the contract, you know, that she had to sign, like all of that yeah. kind of stuff. Um, I think that um, that's why I started off the this this the show the episodes as I did because the sex was a huge component in this. I don't care what anybody yeah. has to say about it because they were in their own worlds yeah. together, yeah, yeah, and yeah. it became. I think that, um, you know. I don't want to get to how we feel about Gypsy because I feel like it's too premature to, to have that conversation uh -huh. about it. Uh -huh. But but I think that she was just as into him as he was into her. Yeah, agreed. You know? Agreed. And I, and I think that, you know, it became like that fantasy. I mean, she even called herself, like in the documents I got from the, um, from the police, um, she, her return... Um, bus ticket was Bella go to John was oh, in the name wow. like Bella from I mean I don't know if this is so if that's like she married the beast right she married her uh, what was the guy's name again in the um the uh you know, it, was the, it was beauty and the beast it was Bella oh, right no. No, oh, the Bell. I'm sorry, Bell was yeah, Beauty and the Beast. Bell. Sorry. And so that would have been Beauty and the Beast. She used Bella. And I have to wonder if it's a nod to Twilight. Oh, of course. That's Kristen that's Stewart. That's I mean, Kristen that's Stewart's just, character. Kristen Stewart's yes, character. From, that's yeah. what I'm saying. And I mean, just the uh, whole idea that see, he that's, was like. But isn't that childish? Oh, wait a second. Wait a second. The whole idea that he was like, you need to stay in the bathroom because I don't know if I'm going to. When I might I kill you too. She's like, oh, it's so titillating. 
but wait a second. When I watched those clips, when I got the first clip in the in the first episode, I forgot that when she, when they first met in the movie, she walks into the class and and Edward just kind of is like like he's gonna throw up. And what it is is that he's so into her blood that he. That he cannot, like, she interprets it as like, oh, he doesn't like me. He doesn't like me. And and he's really like, I want to, like, devour her. You know? So I'm sure that there there had to have been that. Right? <laughs> right, but you're making my point. Doesn't that seem so childish? Yes! It's so sophomoric. Yes. And then so for them yes. to go in together on a murder... That's why I didn't think that it was going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. No, I believe me. I, I hear you. And I'm just saying that I think that the whole, you know, raging hormones that we talked about and like it had to have played such a huge role and that they were in it together. The Thelma and Louise, the, you know, and of course she obviously wanted to escape this uh, under the whole underlying point is that she felt like she needed to escape this mother who was inescapable, you know? So she had every reason to want to get her gone. The, 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 the thing is, is that why did he do it? You know, why did he do it? Well, I have a couple of things about that, but first, so she was what, 20? She was 23. 23 when this happened. And was he older she than her? Thought- she thought that he, she thought that she was 19. Right. But she was actually 23. He was actually 23. He was 26. Okay. So all of that raging hormone stuff was about five, six years too late. Right. That's, I don't think that's true because I think they were both arrested in development because she got to remember he had, she wasn't able to, to do any of that stuff when other teenagers would normally be doing it. You know, she was stuck in a wheelchair at home with her mom. Yeah, she had a lot of making up to do. That's a good point. And he he did too. I don't think he had much going on before her either, you know? Oh, Victor the Vampire. He gets, he he pulls chicks, first of all. Let's just, (laughs) let's put that to bed right now. Put that to bed right now. He protects them by locking them in the bathroom in case his bloodlust is uncontrollable and you're hey, fucking next. I might I, love you, but you're next. I know, but just imagine how powerful that is. Like, and she bought into it. Like, oh my gosh, yes. <sighs> I, I mean, you know, I mean, right? Right? It just seems like a 15, 16 year old girl's like fantasy, you know, who. Right. She never got to be a 15 right, or 16 year old. And that's what I, that's, that's the missing piece here in my, in my kind of thesis is that arrested development. When you said that, that kind of clicked in like, okay, she probably is more than five or six years behind emotionally or in terms of like relationship experience or, or whatever. She had zero. All she had were these raging, beautiful, romantic, savage kind of stories in her head about what love actually is, you know, and she found a partner who said that he was a fucking vampire. She's like, oh, well, this is perfect. Because one of the mm-hmm. greatest love stories of her life was in Twilight. Well, and here's another another component to it too, is that everything she's seeing is through the lens of the internet. 
That's yeah. the only time that she can, do, and everything's so amped up on the internet. Like everything is, is like fantasy, yeah. you know, it's not even like social media stuff being it's all real. Fake. Yeah. It's, you know, all it's all fake. All, it's all fake. But she didn't know that because she hadn't been out in the real world, you know, without her mother constantly like over her shoulder, literally holding her hand, holding a stuffed animal. You know, like, so everything she's gotten is through Disney, through these movies, you know, through the internet that she's like, you know, finding out, you know, Googling at night by herself. Yeah. You know, it's not, she doesn't have girlfriends that she can talk to. Wow. I have a weird take and I hope I, I don't offend anybody or, or, or get myself in trouble here, but I'm obviously, obviously, listen, she didn't deserve to get murdered. She did not deserve to get murdered. I just want to say that right now. And there's a big part of me that for the reason that I'm upset that she got murdered was because I wanted her to be exposed for what she did to her daughter publicly and be punished for that. Right. Mm -hmm. Because that's, it's such a, I mean, inconceivable way to treat a, your own offspring. You know, um, do I think mm -hmm. she deserved to be murdered again? Of course not. Of course not. But I think she deserved to be, to be punished for that, for, mm -hmm. for, you know, the, the just reckless child abuse for years and years and years and years for personal gain, you know, um, mm -hmm. or, okay, maybe being punished is a little too harsh, but get treatment at least. Cause obviously it was something going on. She had a screw loose up there. That's not a technical term. Screw loose. <laughs> I think that people who listen to the show know that that's your technical <laughs> term. Yes. <laughs> they know what I mean. Um, I, you know, <laughs> mental, mental you like to, I think it's funny how you like to protect yourself. Like, <laughs> I, I know if anybody didn't know, I know this isn't a technical term, but it fucking should be. It's, it totally should be. It would make things a lot easier communicating. I mean, I think that half a whack job is what we'd she, say in New Jersey. Would she even like what would what would exposure be to her to the mom who did this? I think right? it would be less for her and more for uh awareness you know right but i'm just saying like would she even have had any contrition or like mm -hmm. what what would she do if she was exposed because like for most of us i think that we would take being murdered and i don't want to knock on wood i don't even want to put that energy out there then then to actually ever do cause this kind of harm to your right. child no i hear you, you. I mean? and you're right it's a really but, good point how how exposure would affect her. Cause I don't think there would be contrition. And if there were, I probably wouldn't believe it because she's just a hustler at heart. Right. Right. She'd yeah. figure out a way to manipulate yeah. it into victimhood. Somehow. Victimhood. Right. Yeah. That's what she, I was actually thinking of her personality this week. Like, I don't know if you ever saw this episode of the X files where there was this creature that it was like a human form, but he absorbed people's, pain and anger and sadness and frustration. You know, mm. he like, he fed off of it. That was kind of like the, and Scully and Mulder had to go figure it out. Right. Wow. And, and I feel like this is what her, what she was, you know, a, a being that like got energized and, and got her self-worth and everything on the heels of her daughter being absolutely treated like crap, getting these surgeries she didn't need, you know, but it fed her, right? Hurting her own daughter fed her. Yep. 
You know what I mean? It's just a reverse kind of idea of love and, Mm -hmm. and, and feeling good about oneself. Like it's just, it's so beyond the pale, you know? You know, we talked about crime and punishment. We've talked about that a lot. Like, you know, and is it fair that Gypsy gets 10 years and, you know, Nicholas is going to be in prison for the rest of his life with no possibility of parole? You know, what do you? I don't know. I I honestly don't know. There's a there's two very distinct paths that I could take here. Um, One of them is that she had been manipulated her entire life. So it was easy for her to be manipulated again by a forceful entity that she respected or loved or feared or wanted, you know, uh, approval from or, or whatever. Okay. So she was just ripe and ready to be manipulated. Okay. Um, She also grew up with a hustler knowing in her heart that, I can walk. I can do shit. Don't answer the question if they ask about your legs. Stroke this fucking stuffed animal and fucking be sad and right, like all that shit, right? <laughs> so she knew how to play the fucking game. So absolutely. So that's the other part of me. Did she play like the victim card? Like I've been I was a victim before. I was a victim again. I loved him. I loved my mom. She did this. I loved him. He made me do this. I don't, I, I, I honestly could be convinced either way. Well, and like, who was hustling who? Like, was Gypsy hustling him or was Nick? Oh, my gosh. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, that's the thing. And the, the I think the, the difference here, though, is that um, Gypsy's background, the mitigating circumstances, absolutely. I feel like, you know, she is a, a true victim. But um, Nick Godijan, you know, he did not grow up in this abusive you know, family life, at least not to my knowledge, and it doesn't sound like at all. And he went ahead with this. And and if you could say that he was manipulated by Gypsy, well, then I think in a a previous episode, you know, you said something about somebody we were talking about, I can't remember which episode it was, but it was very on point, I think, and made me think where if if somebody is this easily manipulated, you, you know, they don't deserve to walk around with the rest of us. And it just is kind of like, you know, it's, it's scary to think about it. Like, you know, there's people that given a certain set of circumstances will do horrible things, you know? Yeah. So that's, that's a really interesting take that if she was the master manipulator this whole time and knew she needed to get rid of her mom and, and set up this go to John dude, but you know, it's, it's it. It would really be hard to unpack that because our, the 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 ferocity of her love and attraction seemed really genuine. Okay, it did. Of what I she agree. was, she'd been denied for so long, all through those hormonal years from her teens up into her fucking twenties. Okay, I, I just wanting know. to be a sexual being and wanting to to experience that and be a woman and 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 be attracted and and be attractive to somebody, right? That that's such a huge part of our existence, you know. And and so to to just to jump into that, I don't I don't blame her, but that doesn't also mean that at the same time she was fucking playing chess to go to John's fucking you know vampire marbles, right? And just add him like. On a, around her finger, 
you know, and could just, you know, almost like she like incepted him, like planted the idea, hey, we should kill my mom. So then it's his idea all of a sudden, you know, and he plans the whole thing. She's like, oh, my hero, don't kill me too, raging bloodlusty monster, right? And he's like, yeah, you better stay in the fucking bathroom. Take your damn clothes off. I'm going to go kill, you know, and, and, and it worked. What a perfect you know, crime if that's if if that's the truth, right? I mean, I definitely think that she was living with a master manipulator. And I really hope that, and I'm sure she is getting therapy because I do think that she, like when she, during the, his trial, you know, I felt like she was being incredibly honest and was just like, she wasn't trying to throw him under the bus and she was just wanting to tell the truth. And I think that, um, you know, when you are raised like that, I just, I feel like she felt like a prisoner and she just wanted to escape, but didn't have the tools to know what to do or where to turn. And it's so tragic, the thing about her dad, you know, where it's like, she had no idea that this entire family line wanted to be in her life, you know? And then to find, Imagine her dad finding out that his daughter didn't have all of these illnesses, how a fucking relieved as a parent he was that his daughter's got a clean bill of health but then like all the years lost just years lost of being in his daughter's life like that must be brutal what do you what what do you think i'm sorry what do you think about the 10-year sentence for gypsy i mean part of me felt like it was harsh Mm. but then another part of me felt like it was fair but then another part of me felt like, you know, when you when you juxtapose that to Nicholas Godijohn, like I I feel like Gypsy was a complete victim, and you know she my heart goes out to her, and I I just feel like, you know, at the end of the day, I think she is a really good person, but I do think that, um, you know, it's such a wacky situation, unbelievable situation. I just but you know she she wanted her mother dead. They they had the plan together. Plan B existed with her in agreement. She never denied that. She didn't She didn't say, he forced plan B on me. Our plan B was killing my mom. So there was a part of her that wanted her mom dead. I know, and that's why yeah. I feel conflicted by it all yeah. the time. I mean, I don't I don't have a clear-cut answer for yeah, you. Like, I, I don't either. I, I, don't either. I, I just, I, you know, part of me feels like, oh my gosh, 10 years. She's already been 23 years in this wheelchair of prison. Right. 23, almost a quarter of a century and all of her life, she has been a prisoner. And now she spends 10 more years behind bars as a prisoner. She gets out in like two weeks, right? She does. And she would say, I have felt more free in prison because I can be a woman. And that's her terms. She said a Mm -hmm. woman because she is one. You know, she is a woman and has been for for quite a long time. Are there pictures of her now in prison? Can we see what she looks like? Yes. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's, let's Google that. Maybe I'll put a link in the description of the show. Mm-hmm. Here's what, yeah. here's what yeah. Gypsy Rose looks like. Wonder what she's going to do when she gets out. You know, I think that she'll probably be like an advocate for, um, for Munchausen by proxy. I, yeah. mean, I can see her doing a lot of really good work and I, and I hope that that's where it goes. And I hope that she's gotten, you know, therapy to, because, you know, when you are raised a certain way and with the manipulator like this, you can't help but be like a total manipulator. I mean, it's yeah. second nature. You can see her leaning into it 
during that interview when, when they were first talking to her. I mean, she went into it like a duck to water, like a little birdie, like yeah. flying out of the nest and instantly knowing how to fly. Like she was like, you know, did the whole thing. Well, we were in, you know, we, we lost our pay. We're hurricane Katrina survivors and right, we don't have my right, birth certificate. Right, right. And she just like went into the whole entire thing. It was like nothing to her. It was like, so I, I just think that, you know, you need, you need to work through that kind of toxic uh, parenting that she received um, from her mother. And I think that she'll be able to do good in the world if she um, chooses to do that. All right. Two know? things. Um, did you watch the whole Dr. Phil interview with her? What What was his take? Did he press her at all? Or was he like, oh, you poor victim? Um, I didn't um, watch the entire interview, okay. but I feel like um, I think with most people, my sense was the way that he was talking to her was kind of hardball because of that, that, you know, she can't, how do you walk that back? You know, the Brownie thing, oh, you, you know, know, the day after her mom's dead. Yeah. Like the next day. Yeah. And yeah. Just, and he whacked like, up and, makes all these Facebook posts. Yeah. Right. And, and, you know, she can't hide behind being a little girl. No. Like this is a, this no. is, this is a hotel room. She's 23. She's absolutely on board with, all yeah. of it, yeah. you know, yeah. and, and so, um, which is fine. You know, she should be able to do that if she hadn't just been a part of killing her right. mother. Of course. I if if just, it was a regular 23 year old, you'd be like, who gives a shit? Leave him alone. Right. But right. they had just no, we would be- conspired to murder her mother. So last question that I have for you, um, what do you think about go to John with life without parole? With in the absence, I mean, was there a psych evaluation? Like, is he mentally okay to understand it with his alleged multiple personality, all this vampire well, he nonsense? Had, he had been diagnosed from what I from the interview, the police interview that I heard with with his mother. He'd been diagnosed with autism, and so they were trying to, um, you know, make that a part of the yeah, the, the right? trial, and yeah. and um which I think is a relevant point, not because, Same. you know, autism, if you have autism that you're going to be susceptible to killing someone, not at all. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that, you know, he, you need to look at the full picture when you're putting exactly. someone behind bars. Piece the of the puzzle. It is. That's a, yeah. definitely a piece yeah. of the puzzle. Yes. Um, and I also think that, um, you know, he's been trying to get a new trial and that there was all, you know, I think that his interview with the police has like over a million downloads. And so he re- did he really get a fair trial? If you listen to his interview, you know, I think that, you know, he's very, I don't know if it shows him in the best light possible. We couldn't use a lot of the audio because unfortunately, as Brandon pointed out, it was- Dog really shit? Cool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> That's why I know I can always keep my- I can always be real. I like my head never inflates when I talk to you ever. It's not it's not your fault that the audio was dog shit. You didn't record it. Did you record did you record it? Kidding. I'm about ready to get beat. <laughs> you stay in the bathroom. You stay in the goddamn bathroom. You lock the door. <laughs> okay. Don't drink my blood. I might not be able to help myself. Um, unless you unless you really be careful. Oh my gosh, then we could be vampires together. Oh right? my gosh. No. Okay, so I'm just saying that I feel conflicted because if he could be manipulated in this way to do this, to your point from a previous episode, which I've been thinking about, like, yeah. 
was this a one-time thing that it just so happened that, because we've talked about this before in previous episodes where it's like, we're both the type of people where I think that we could have gone right instead of left and had completely different lives. And we're both very happy with the lives that we are so fortunate to have, you know, you separately, obviously me separately, you know, we have loving families. And I think that it could have gone with a lot of people, you know, you could have hooked up with the wrong guy or whatever. And then your life is completely different. And they're just the perfect person to manipulate you into doing stuff. It wouldn't be murder, but it would just be like losing yourself and your identity and just becoming you know, not your best self. So I, I think that um, I don't know how I feel about him because mm-hmm. I do think he was absolutely madly in love with, with her. And I believe that had he not met her, he would have never killed anybody. I don't know. And I got to be honest because it takes a certain type of mentality. It takes a certain type of, of ruthlessness mm-hmm. that I don't, that I've never met in my life and I don't want to, to stand over a completely defenseless sleeping woman mm-hmm. and stab her 17 times in the back. Right. But we've already talked about how they were very immature about their ideas of, in their minds, she was a villain. Right. Like, no, she I, was- I get it. I get it. I get it. But, but with everybody that I've ever met and I hope to ever meet in my life, there's, yeah. there's a, a, a firewall. There's a fail safe. There's a, a fucking emotional governor, something that yeah. at the moment you're like, I'm not a murderer. I don't mm-hmm. care how much. I, I I love this girl that I'm forcing to stay in the bathroom naked right now. I'm sorry. I don't care how great I think the the fake rape sex is going to be in ten minutes after I kill her. Uh, I'm I'm not a murderer. So yeah. let we got to rethink Plan B. And for, and something in him drove right through those those red flags and just boom and and started plunging that knife right. I know, and that and I agree. That's why I was bringing up a previous episode where you know you you had brought up a really great point about if somebody's capable of doing that, you know they don't deserve to be out there with the rest of us, yeah. right? That's I think that's a direct quote because it's like yeah, you're right. If somebody doesn't have those fail safes, those that internal check of like hey. Right. You know, maybe I shouldn't have, you know, gone to this party because he said I should go or whatever. Like, okay, that's one thing. But actually, like, murdering a defenseless person who's sleeping and doing so and having fantasies about raping their, I mean, that was, that was real. He, you know, he said that that was one of the conditions. So yeah, you're right. And, and having that be the case, then, you know, I guess he got what he deserved. Yeah. 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 I guess so too. I guess so too. It's just that because we know what the mom was. Right. You know, it's like. The interesting, the whole, the, the most interesting thing of all of this to me is when you said, was she really the master manipulator? Allowing him to believe that she was being manipulated and that she was buying his line of vampire bullshit, right? Like mm-hmm. if she wasn't buying it, but was pretending she was all in an effort to get him to murder her mom. And she's like, I'll roll the dice and maybe do a little, a little piece of time on it. And then, and then I'm free. Whoo, that's fucking diabolical. And, but I don't think that's true because she, I don't think it is either, but I want it to be true. That's the interesting. I know, I I know, I know, I know. Cause that's what we do. We want to make these people. Well, because it would be be Shakespearean, right? It would be the engineer hoist, the engineer hoist on his own petard, right? If, if the woman who is manipulating her gave her the tools to be able to manipulate her instead and get her killed. Oh, oh. 
I know, but if we were actually watching this as a as a movie, we would mm-hmm. want the mom to be killed because of how 100%. horrible. Hundred percent. Oh, I know. Fuck With yeah. the feeding tube and all of that, like we yeah. would be doing it ourselves. Oh, and that's, I can't even. Oh that's, gosh. That's the difference between fantasy because we know it's fantasy and we're watching a movie and we can get all like into it because we know it's not real. And yeah. these guys made it real. They wanted the fantasy. They wanted to do this role-playing BDSM, you know, Twilight, all that stuff. And they made it real. And maybe that's what they needed or what Gypsy needed to pull the trigger um, and, and have him do this for her. Wow. Wow. All right. Well, uh, very disturbing, very disturbing episode. I'm glad I didn't Google it. I'm glad I was able to learn and, and figure it all out along with the audience this week. So I'm, I'm, uh, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. So, um, thank you again for dropping by and spending time with us today. Um, we appreciate all of our listeners, thank you very much. Um, Criminal Mischief Nation. Criminal thank Mischief you so Nation. Much. Please consider supporting the great companies that support our show because without them and without you, we wouldn't. It would just be Carolyn and I making bad jokes and her getting mad at me. Um, so, okay, stop. <laughs> so we have, we uh, we we appreciate it, and I would appreciate um, you checking out uh, the Devil Within. New season drops on Wednesday, the sixth. First episode of a six-episode series, and then uh, and then there'll be more some bonus episodes after that. So I'd appreciate you checking it out. And I think we might have a sneak peek, or we might. Um, well, the episode will be out there. So it won't really be a sneak peek, but we're going to be highlighting uh, episode one on next week's episode. Is that true? Yes, that is true. You guys have to um, check out. We're going to make you check out whether you want right. to or not. It might be worth it. Maybe we do, um, since episode one will already be out, do we maybe do a little preview of two? Um, yeah, whatever you want to do. The the mm. You know, it's such a great, great show. And I think that let's let's maybe do episode one and then maybe, I don't know, we'll figure, we'll, we'll, we'll figure surprise it out. you guys. We'll, we'll, we'll ask the network brass too and see what they want to do. But um but either way, we're going to be doing a little cross promotion here, which is something that Carolyn and I have always talked about being able to do with our respective projects and with the projects that we do together. And uh, we're lucky enough through a lot of hard work uh, to get to a point now where we're able to to do stuff like that. So uh, I'm very grateful for the relationship. So uh, hope you enjoy. Yeah, hope you enjoy what we've been doing and uh, hope you uh, hope you stick around. So uh Thank you very much. Please uh, give us a rate and a review over at Apple Podcasts if you get a chance. Just tell your friends about it. It helps out more than you know. Carolyn, anything you'd like to add? Nope. Oh, until next time. Stay safe out there. From Cloud 10, Criminal Mischief is a pie-in-the-sky production recorded in the beautiful Pacific Northwest. We're produced by Brandon Morgan and myself. Music by Soundstripe. I'm Carolyn Osorio, your writer and host. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. 
Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.